And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I'm Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to talk about AEW and the gold standard NXT. So we're going to start things off first with AEW, and I guess just as a general kind of overview um, of, of how we felt, Devin, what, what, what did you think of the two shows this week? Like, what, was, what are some of your general thoughts? I thought they were good, you know, decent. I liked the action. Uh, I like the tribute they did for the Memphis wrestling legends on the AEW side. Yeah. Uh, so I got a kick out of that, seeing some of the legends. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, uh, and in the storytelling too, especially on Hangman Adam Page or yeah. on Hangover. This dude <laughs> possibly has a drinking problem. You might now. have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> you might have, a, might drink have a drinking problem. Private parties, yep. bar, you know, going in there and drinking yeah. the $12 yeah. drinks, you know, <laughs> not paying for it. Yeah. Then even after this match, you know, like drinking after with the, the fans. Yeah. Had a beer, yeah. Or two or three. with the fans too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There was one guy actually who had a sign that said, drink my beer. And he had like a tall, tall glass. And I was just like, oh, my God. And he even had this face, all this look on his face like, oh, man. But then he went and did it. And I'm like, man, you, you, I think you do have a drinking problem. That, yeah. That's the storyline yeah. now. So. Yeah, I saw it when he was on commentary, I think, with the week before. Yeah. And with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur and uh, Jim Ross. And then he's over there drinking. <laughs> watching his buddies in a fight. I'm like, wow, okay. I, I think they're doing something with this. Like, they, they have a drinking issue. <laughs> yeah. But on the NXT side, you know, they kicked off the Dusty Road Classic. So, yeah. we saw some good matches. Imperium against uh, Forgotten Sons and then uh, Undisputed Era against Gallus. So, they, it was a it was a good, uh, good NXT as well. It was. It was. So, let's get right into it. And, and, Speaking of Hangover, Adam Page, um, that was the the first. He was a part of the first matchup on AEW this yep. week. Teamed up with his good buddy Kenny Omega, who they have a storyline kind of going where there is some little bit of issues maybe within the elite, or at least Adam Page is technically not a part of the elite anymore. Um, he wanted to step aside and kind of you know st- take some time away from the elite to do his own thing, but he's still his own drinking. Well, <laughs> so I, that this is where I think AEW Dark and, and some of the other things they do being mm-hmm. elite could fill in some of the gaps because um, what we get on television is that, you know, yeah, we see the drinking, but then also, too, there's moments where, like, uh, Kenny Omega will try to go for a high five and, you know, Adam Page didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, the elite were all celebrating in the in the middle of the ring after the, the last uh, show. And he wasn't there. He didn't come to the ring. He was doing commentary. Maybe it wasn't the last show, the one before. But anyway, he, um, you know, he was doing commentary. And you know, Cody came out. 
you know, when you got the Young Bucks, you got Cody, you got, you got uh, Kenny Omega, and they're all, like, celebrating, and they're calling for Adam Page to come out there, and he's just like, nah, guys, I didn't do anything. You know, like, you guys like, want to Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And he added with a drink in his hand. With a drink in his hand. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, it, it, from what we're getting on television, basically, it, it's that, you know, he's... There's there's those issues, those demons maybe he's going with, but you know, behind the scenes, um, you know, they, they I think on either being the leader on on dark, uh, they did mention that he wanted to take a step back from the elite. So mm-hmm. he's technically not even in the group anymore. Um, but he's still teaming up with, with uh Kenny Omega, you know, so they and they're they've been winning. Like you know, yeah. they actually, I don't know how the rankings are shaping up this week for, for tag teams, but they should start being in consideration because, you know, they've, they've put together some victories here in the last couple, last couple uh, weeks of matchups have had. Um, but overall, yeah, this, this match, this, the storyline, I am um, really enjoying what they're doing with Adam Hangman Page. I feel like, you know, when we, we first you know, got the big glimpse of him. It was, you know, that matchup that he was going to have with Chris Jericho. And I think we both said, yeah, this probably isn't the right guy to have mm-hmm. be the champion at this point. Jericho should be the guy. Um, since then, I felt like the, the build of Adam Hammond Page has been great. And now I'm finding myself rooting for him and, you know, really enjoying what I'm seeing from him. And I think that he's he's getting there to where I'm like, you know what, if you put the belt on him pretty soon, I'm okay with it now because we've gotten that build up. He's starting um, to get huge pops. He is. At every stadium they're in, man, and they're saying, you know, they're chanting cowboy, cowboy shit. shit you know? Exactly, man. So he he's definitely uh, he's definitely rubbing off with the crowd very well. Yeah, he's he's doing, you know, his 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 damnedest, you know, like you know, with his in ring work and you know with the storytelling, you know, the subtle. You know, like nods here and there to you know him having issues with with Kenny Omega and the elites and the the drinking and all that. I feel like the storytelling with him right now is really good. Um, I was even you know hearing uh, on other podcasts too. They were taking note. Like it sounded like his pop was bigger than Kenny Omega's. And listening back to it, I was like, yeah. And actually, I, I do believe that it, it it was it was a better pop, a louder pop than even Kenny got, which is huge. So, you know, great job by by EW overall and the booking and the writers uh, to tell this story with him and help him get over. He's he's over. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where where we go from here. And he's really grown a lot in my eyes. Yeah, man. Same here. Like, I'm liking this uh, this sub story they have with Adam Hangman Page, especially after the match when uh, what was it? Pac? attacking Michael Nakazawa with the brutalizer backstage telling him like this is going to continue until you get his rematch with Omega and then Paige Adam uh, Paige is you know just out in the crowd because basically Omega just took off you didn't even go help him you just like yeah just go go I'm, I'm gonna go here and chill <laughs> with the people in the crowd and go drink some beer which he did during the commercial break almost the entire commercial break <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, during the uh, the ad break, you see him, and he's just in the crowd, just like going from from fan to fan, like you know, with the beers and all that. 
again, just great storytelling from here. I think that was the big story here for this matchup. I mean, the matchup itself was was solid, but really it was all about Adam Page and just like the the, the continuing story with him and like well, I'm not sure <clears throat> if it's going to end with him with a heel turn or with him just kind of like them having an intervention with him to try to help him. And then that helps him get to that next level to where he's challenging for the, for the world championship again, but I'm enjoying it and I'm along for the ride and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with everything they're doing and it's very entertaining. So yeah, man, me too, man. I'm liking this slow burn they're doing slow burn approach that they're doing with Adam Hangman page. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any, any notes on, on the private party side of this? Cause I mean, they, they solid matchup overall. Solid before. match when, when they did that gin and juice move on, uh, was it Omega that took it? Yeah. I think I so. thought it was over. Yeah. But he kicked out, man. Yeah. I think most people thought it was over right then and there. Yeah, too, bro. But <laughs> hangman but page to the rescue. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Overall, I thought it was a, a good match for them, you know, and they're starting off the 2020 with a one and no record. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, the uh, well, hold on. One and old record for private party. They lost. No, no. I'm talking about Adam oh, and Omega and, yeah, yeah. and Page. OK, OK. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, all right. Let's move on then to the women's championship matchup. Uh, Riho versus Chris Statlander. Um, I'm really curious what your thoughts are on this whole thing, because there was a lot going on with this, with like Brandy Rhodes and the Nightmare Collective. Oh, I, I enjoy and... Brandy Rhodes' commentary. It, okay. She was cracking me up. She kept on uh, calling Excalibur Exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. Right. And she was like, no, he was like, it's, it's Excalibur. He was like, whatever, Exhibit. I was I was just rolling, laughing. I'm like, man, Brandy is gold on commentary. Man. <laughs> she was, and then I think, uh, you know, in the whole Rio against Chris Statlander, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Statlander looked good. Rio looked good. And then uh, it started getting a little convoluted because the whole nightmarish collective came out. Uh, what, what's, what's their names besides... Uh, was he? There was well. There's Kong, and then there's um. Is it Mel? Mel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The ball, That's what I'm trying to think ball, of. I know yeah. it's Kong. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of the other one, Mel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and there was the what's his name, Luther. Doctor Luther. Yeah, who's the Japanese deathmatch legend or whatever? Yeah. I I've never seen him before. I did, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that reveals. Sounds excited when somebody so excited. He was. (laughs) It's Luther. Oh my God, it's Luther. I'm like, who? The king of death match. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you? Calm down, man. Calm down. Exactly, man. (laughs) Dude, none of us know who this guy is. I don't care. Like, okay, he's done stuff in the indie scene. Great, cool. Or in Japan, fine. But you know, you still they they have this trend where they keep doing this. They expect you to know these people. The the butcher, the the blade, the bunny, you know, like like it's just like the rock and stone cold just showed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like, come like come on, man. It's, you, you guys are still a new promotion, so yeah. <laughs> and these people they, they're that. not they're not like known to to the general audience like that. You know, you've got to reintroduce them fresh, like mm-hmm. you know, no one knows. So yeah, that that just kind of came off kind of weird again like doc the luther i was like who what is this dude and and also too i it actually kind of pissed me off because i was enjoying the matchup like chris danlander riho i thought the match was going pretty well and then it got interrupted 
by the Nightmare Collective. You know, yep. they were all getting involved. Mm-hmm. And I was rooting for Chris Stanlander to win. I'll just say that. Like, I, 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 Riho, you know, she's, I think she's had a long enough reign, but I really feel like it's not I think quite they said working. 99 days so far, if I believe well, in the graphic that had popped up. It, it's, it's, it, I think it's come time to just go ahead and end that. Like, it's starting to feel like the belt is just on her. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, uh, she's just, over with the crowd. Is she, though? It seems like it. Not with me, or maybe not with us, but at, at AEW crowd, it, they're, they're chanting her name, Rio, Re. Like, I just feel like that. it wasn't as big as what it was at, uh, at Double or Nothing. I don't, like, maybe you're right, man. I, I don't like, know. Like that that <laughs> one when she when she won the title, it was huge, and I was like, I yeah. didn't understand it. I'm like, man, they're all going nuts, and I don't I don't get it. But now I feel like it's just kind of not what it was. It's not quite to that same level. Um, and I feel like the crowd kind of like with us, you know, at least for me, I was rooting for Chris Statlander to pull that off and to to for them to see a new champion, you know, so. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm. I think Riho needs to, to, to like lose and then get a storyline built around her to where you know we we get to know her a little bit better and then maybe she can go after the belt again. But this this run here, I think someone else needs to be holding that belt, whether it be Britt Baker, or Statlander, or Sheeta. You know, one of these other other women because there's a lot more potential. I feel like right now, yeah. with one I of think them it should be Britt Baker, maybe not Statlander, just because the way Brandy Rhodes just got on her and you know, Scalbert was like, "What do you think about Chris Statlander being an alien and being from Adronima?" She was like, "She's a regular human being, a regular woman. She is not an alien." This is ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, damn. This is, this is, this is, you just, oh, okay, suspend my disbelief for what now? Right, right. <laughs> that is, you know, it's funny because I feel like this is the first time I paid attention to Chris Stantlander's video. And I saw the alien stuff and I was just like, yeah, that is kind of weird. You know, like the, her having the whole alien gimmick. Like, yeah. Is she trying to say she's an alien or is she just a fan of aliens? Oh, she says that. It, it was one of the uh, being... Being the elite videos, and she says she's an alien. I forgot what planet she said. Well, a planet Andronima, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It is. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's her rustling overall is, is great. Like, she's she's very talented. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I, no, I was rooting for her. I was rooting for her. I think mainly because I just want to see the belts off of Riho, you know, and she's very, and she's talented enough that I think I would love to see that change. Just to happen. Yeah. Um, another note too. I think it's kind of funny. Like I was, I listened to other podcasts and Russell Talk. You know, the guys from UK. They did not like Brandy's commentary at all. You know, they were really? like, "Man, it's terrible." Yeah. So I think. What? I, well, I think there is like maybe just humor. It, it, the taste in humor for different you know areas is just different. Because when I watched it, I actually did like like for instance the exhibit joke. I love that. You know, that was yeah. hilarious. Um, you know, her getting on Chris Stanlander, which you just said, you know, I'm, I, I don't re- even remember that, but you just saying it now. I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. You know, so um, I feel like it was great. You know, yeah, like, man, I love Brandy's commentary. I thought it was great. She didn't stumble. She was just she was gold on commentary. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. But I just remember hearing them say, yeah, you know, they didn't like it. And then I'm like, wow, that's interesting. So hearing you agree with what I was feeling in the when I was watching it, I'm like, okay, 
you know, maybe there's something to that. Like different regions, different areas. Just it's just humor is, is seen a little bit differently. So yeah, maybe it's a UK thing. We never know. It might be. You know, it might be or just general. Like not everybody. Brandy, what you were saying is not everyone's cup of tea because they're not yeah. getting the references or whatever. I'm not sure, but it was what it was. It's fine. I know some people still have their feelings about Brandy Rose, like you know, just being a wrestler. Mm. But she wasn't wrestling here. She just. No, but even before, uh, before they started AEW, she was wrestling with, I want to say, with Cody Rose at times. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would hate to think that people are still kind of holding that against her, that she, you know, tried to wrestle and, you know, maybe they're thinking she's not that good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, this here, she's just doing commentary. And, you know, I think it's a, it, it is a totally different thing. But overall, yeah, I just thought I'd bring up that note because... You know, it's it's two starkly different reactions to that same commentary. I thought that that was interesting, and and I agree with you that when I heard it, I thought it was hilarious. So yeah, um, but let's move on from that. So uh, we had Sammy Guevara versus Christopher Daniels. Um, you know, not really much to to talk about there. Sammy Guevara during the was it this one where during the commercial break he had the cue cards or was it during the no it was during the Chris Jericho it was during the Chris Jericho on, when right? he had the cue cards oh okay. that that had me rolling I was yeah. down on the floor bro yeah that was we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah we'll come back yeah to that. when we get to that <laughs> um but uh, yeah so Christopher Daniels lost. Because Pentagon Jr. came out and was saying, you know, telling him to do that move. I think it was the, the, moonsault. the moonsault that he botched. Yeah. Which, it's interesting that they're using that as a storyline. Yeah. You know, that, that botched moonsault. I remember seeing that moonsault. And I was like, wow, this is, I guess he really should hang it up. Because, you know, if he can't do that move, which was a staple yeah. of his, you know, his, his arsenal. Then, you know, I, 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 yeah, forget about it. Like, it's done. And it... I'm sorry, I did laugh. I broke out laughing when it happened. <laughs> you know, just seeing him, and then they kept showing the replay on this week. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. It just looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, just botch mania, man. Like, it just got some more some more material. But, um, yeah, they're using it as a storyline, and Pentagon Jr. dared him to ch- try to do the move in front of everybody again, and he hesitated, and then Sammy Guevara uh, got a roll. It was a roll-up pin, right? Just like a standard roll-up. No, he uh, did a did a super kick to the back of his head. Oh, while he wasn't looking, and then he yeah. pulled him up. Yeah, because he was looking at Pentagon Junior. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. So there was that, and then uh, our our stable here, Dark Order, oh, yeah. came out and our was offering Christopher Daniels a spot. They were offering him a spot in the Dark Order, um, which you know he hesitated. He didn't. He he, he wasn't going to do it. I figured he wasn't going to put on the mask, but um, he got some backup. You know, you had the rest, the SCU and Young Bucks come out and 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 have his back, so they kind of cleared the ring. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was. Uh, I, I like seeing Dark Order go out there and try to get the guys who are, have just taken an L and trying to recruit them. I think mm-hmm. they should keep to that uh, more consistency with that. I feel like it's just going to help that that storyline. And I I just continue. To enjoy seeing the Dark Order, Evil Uno, he's doing his thing. I think he's great on the mic, and you know, he's, it's just it's an interesting storyline to me. Even Stu Grayson, man, he was looking kind of like a maniac when he was counting. He kind of outside the ring counting them. He's like, oh, one, two, three, four. He's like, he started laughing, went inside the ring, went in the ring, started fighting all of them. <laughs> like, damn, and it's like, uh, yeah, and the creepers had to pull him back. He was still trying to get back in the ring. I'm right. like, wow. 
It's like, I don't care about those odds. One, two, three, four, whatever. <laughs> right. You don't have enough people. <laughs> really? <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? Yeah, he looked he looked he looked awesome there. Just he did, like a total he did. Badass. I thought it was a yeah. good look for Stu Grayson. It was. It was. <laughs> so yeah, man. Join the Dark Order, definitely. Um any other notes on that before we we move on? Oh, from speaking there? of uh Dark Order, so I did submit my email and I oh, got yeah. like I guess an exclusive video from uh it's a YouTube exclusive because you couldn't even see it on their page. But they sent me a video of Evo Uno, I guess he has a master, which I'm yeah. surprised. I thought he was the guy running things. Right. But nah, man, it's a big guy with a deep, scary voice sitting in a chair, breaking breaking down about, you know, basically even Evo Uno telling him, like, hey, we destroyed the elite. Uh, we destroyed. Who else? Who else? Did he say what faction? I forget what S- faction. Was it SCU? Maybe SCU. Maybe SCU. But I remember he saying that he destroyed the elite. Maybe SCU. And then I guess the big guy in the chair, he was like, hold on, man, you got to take care of these other business. And he brought up the clip when the guy was, you know, missing on those punches on uh, Dustin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you know, we, we like we got to we got to rectify this. I was yeah. like, wow, we, this won't be tolerated or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, they're checking receipts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad they kind of use that to, to, to uh, tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the guy was just the the, the punches looked terrible. It was like, it was like a, basically a botch. But they used the botch, you know, in the storyline. He's like, "Hey, you got to fix this. This right here, we won't, we can't tolerate that." Unacceptable. I'm like, all right, all right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder who they're gonna try to say this person is, or if it's ever gonna be an actual person. Maybe it's like Sister Abigail, where it's like always kind of this just like presence this ominous thing but uh, you know they never reveal it or something right yeah. right um because i think one rumor i had heard was um you know eventually well i guess he's he's in wwe right now so it wouldn't work but broken matt hardy if it ended up being him that could be pretty funny oh, you know like, oh man yeah he's the one running it like that could be i think of- he'll be great in AEW, man yeah it, it, i think that makes sense to just let him go again and mm. and uh you know, let him just explore the 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 AEW specifically, if not the indie scene in general, because um, he's not doing anything in WWE. It nope. just seems like kind of a waste for him. Seems to, like he's being enhancement talent now. Right, right. So you know, him going to AEW, I think would be great. It'd be great for both AEW and for him. Um, all right, so let's move from there. Go to Dustin and Cody versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, you know, so this here, I guess. Um, Story-wise, there wasn't really much story-wise here. Like, it's just brothers versus brothers, right? So, you got that. It was kind of a cool match uh, from that standpoint. They don't really have much in terms of, like, actual history or story going no, on. Because it, it was their first time ever. Right? Ever. Yep. Right. So, um, I guess the story part here was was more about um, after the matchup, they were going to... they were uh, Tony Schiavone was going to ask Cody, like, hey, do you accept... Um, MJF's uh, um, uh, or, or or yeah proposal because MJF was saying like hey I, I want to w- he wants to do like ten lashes basically he wants him to get down on his knees and take ten lashes from from uh, MJF's belt um, you know before he would to accept a match against him and then he has to go against Wardlow beat Wardlow and then he would get to go against MJF and so um, guy with the you pouty know, face 
Right. Glutes <laughs> <laughs> always poked out. Pout face. I'm sorry, man. That's what it looks like. Every time I look at Warlow, I always got that face, man, just pouting real, just always upset. <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting a wrestle, man. He's just in the suit uh, and just uh, like standing there, man. I mean, that, I would say it's Speaking of Warlow, I'm trying to remember where I saw him. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was like, he was that guy in the promo in that segment when he was, uh, Beating everybody up in a back in a back alley. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, oh, that's the guy. It was everything was like yeah. slow motion with the dramatic music. Yeah, <laughs> that was Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Tell you, he's he's got reason to pout. Just not been. It's been a very lukewarm uh, uh, welcome at AEW. Just not really doing much. You know, he's he's backing up MJF. So maybe things turn around now. It's a start. But it, yeah, it's somewhere to start. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Arn Anderson, uh, ends up answering and says, you know, I don't know who died and made MJF God to make him think he can just, you know, make matches. So we're going to take it under advisement and, and we'll let you know what we decide. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, in my opinion, made Cody look a little bit weak, um, having Arn Anderson answer that question and then walking away and the crowd actually booed a little bit because they want to know what's going on. Yeah. And I feel like that I don't know I, I I feel like they they're unnecessarily building up Cody's answer to that like this week Cody should have just been like yeah you know and next week we'll go ahead and do it you know like just waiting for that answer and then we're gonna push it to another week to actually see it I don't know I feel like that was a little bit of a misstep speaking of unnecessary I think Art Anderson is unnecessary to be a coach for Cody Rhodes you know, yeah. I, I get it. Like, it's a cool visual look that, you know, he's that coach looking like, you know, he's covering up his mouth, giving him certain plays. But I'm like, that's something he should know already. Right. Like, what are you really telling him that he doesn't know? Yeah. You know, with all that. And the whole covering up his mouth, like, that's a football thing. But it is like, what, what is, what do you roll rolled up playbook in his, right. his <laughs> What plays do you have on there for Cody? You know, like, I don't look crossroads. Paper, like, getting ready. Like, he got. Like you just got an arsenal of, of certain wrestling moves. Yeah. Okay. Uh, play forty five. Figure four. Leg lock. There you go. <laughs> what? He, Cody knows that. <laughs> spine buster. Go do the spine buster, Cody. Yeah. Oh man. Yes. I, I guess he's prepared right away, for every coach. situation, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like they're overdoing it with that. Like, yeah, it, me too. Me too. It, to to have him have his back and you know be there in case someone is trying to you know get involved in this matchup, maybe. But I feel like I wouldn't want Arn. I feel like I want somebody more capable. Like with MJF having Wardlow, like that makes more sense because he's he's an enforcer. You know, with um, with this, you know, it's just like. Okay, the coach because he's experienced, but he's not really teaching Cody anything. He's just—he just seems like he's there. Yeah, man. Yeah, just reading plays off his playbook. <laughs> oh man, you know, play thirty-five disaster kick. Go, go right there. <laughs> I think it was like what was the week before, and he he, he told what did he tell Cody Rose something about the knee pointing to his knee, and he did like a a knee move, whatever. I'm like, okay, but. That's something you should just know already. Right. Man. He's like some rookie. He's just <laughs> right, learning. This yeah. isn't tough enough. Now, that you know, would make like, sense if he if Cody Rowe was a rookie. Right. And then you got I'm like, I get But he's been in the game for over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. 
even like a like a Darby Allen, for instance, like if I mean I, that doesn't fit Darby Allen's character to want someone to coach him, but you know he's a younger guy. You know you could see like Darby Allen's a little bit reckless. Yeah. Maybe you teach Darby Allen how to be technical, how to focus on certain you know limbs and like you know be uh, uh, like if you want to make him a submission guy or you know add another aspect to his game that would make more sense. But for Cody. You know, yeah, he's been in all over the world, and he's been doing this forever. And you know, he's Dusty Sun, just all that experience. I don't know, it just feels weird. It does, it does, man. Like, okay, this is seems a bit unnecessary. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of pointless to me. Our Anderson be a coach for Cody, who's a veteran. Yeah, mm. it's bizarre. It's yeah. bizarre. I see uh, what they're going for, but no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, not not quite working. Not quite working. Um, talk about MJF's promo right after, because that kind of followed this up. Ah, well, I loved it, you know, calling Cody a little bitch just to kick things off. <laughs> right. <laughs> it did. I was surprised who answered the, you know, the call was DDP. Yeah. Yeah, man, DDP kind of just interrupted MJF. Saying that he's, you know, he's he's still in his prime, and uh, DDP said he couldn't lace his boots. And when they was getting ready to fight, that's when the blade, the butcher, the bunny came out to back him up. And then uh, <laughs> this was funny right here when he was when they were still going through the promo. MJF talked about how he's gonna bang DDP's daughters, <laughs> one of his diamond daughters, <laughs> right? Get her in the, some. I forget what he said, but then he said, and then I'm gonna. Then he put up the diamond cutter uh, symbol. And he's like, and I'm gonna bang. I'm just like, oh my god, this swerving his hips while he's saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> giving wow. you the visual look. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah, that would piss me off because I have daughters. I have three. So, yeah, I don't play around like that. <laughs> yeah. Straight to his face. Like, yeah, I'm going to bang your daughter. Like, really? Yeah. Really? All right. Man. But, yeah, MJF, man, he's, he's, he's you know, when he, you put a microphone in that man's hand, you know, like, he just, he's napalm. You know, he doesn't, anybody can get it. You know, he, I love the whole kiss the ring too, thing, too, that he does. Like, just walking around and telling people to kiss the ring. Uh he got the announcer, you know, he was during the commercial break, you know, he's like, hey, kiss the ring and got world load to rough him up a little bit. Then he finally kissed the ring. Um, yeah. So just I think his character is is continuing to evolve as well. And yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm just a huge fan. The one thing I will say is the, with him, his entrance music. I feel like I want a better entrance song for MJF. MJF. Yeah. Oh, I like that, man. The whole when the when the bass come in and the beat drops and the bass come in, you hear that bass. That's I'm a bass guy, so maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, I feel like it just it, it feels a little like it's it's lacking that that extra something. I don't know. It feels like when he comes out, the energy isn't quite there, and MJF, you know, just feels like he's 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 a lightning rod right now. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like I want people to just feel his presence immediately, and the music it just comes in kind of soft, honestly. Then the beat it kicks in later on, but I feel like it just that that entrance could be a little bit more have more oomph to it for where his character is at right now. So you want the music to kind of just match his charisma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. 
Like it feels like someone who, you know, they the whoever is doing the music, they just decided like, all right, let's just put something kind of just chill and standard together with a nice bass and nice beat overall. But now that his character is kind of like getting bigger, I feel like it needs a revamp. It needs like a remix to it to where you can get more energy, get more swagger into it and really match where he's at right now. Yeah, man. Uh, That'd be cool to, to revamp it. But like yeah. keep somewhat the same yeah. beat, but just maybe a more up tempo. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like you know you listen to like Cody's song and Jericho's song oh, and yeah. Moxley's song, oh. and this is like you know right away you think yeah these guys are you know world champion uh, contenders for sure. Like the crowd goes nuts when they hear those theme songs. Yeah. You know. You know what? For- same thing could be said for Darby Allen. Yeah, I think his his music is a little bit slow paced. For I agree. like that charisma is like it doesn't it doesn't match it. Yeah, because his charisma is out of this world. But he come with this, I think what is it, uh, guitar? Yeah, dun 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 dun. It's just like a slow beat before it kicks into another gear. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like it's it's it was fine when he first started, but now because you could see it, man, like. He is becoming a superstar, and this crowd is really starting to gravitate toward him. Yeah. Like, I think just now there's there's just a slight tweak that they could do to to his song and Sam Jeff's song to really match where where they're at, you know? Because yeah, they're 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 going like you said. We we talked about the rocket ship with somebody um, earlier on. Like, I feel like both of those guys, yeah, they're they are headed straight to the moon right now, man. They're they're riding high. Um, so just whatever they can do to continue to build them up, I feel like they should just go ahead and do it. Right, they say MJF. Well, not they say MJF say he is the future of AEW, the, the yeah. face of AEW. I, I believe. I believe. Man. So, yeah. And then um, right before the the uh, Jericho and Moxley segment, we had the Jurassic Express versus Best Friends and Orange friends. Cassidy. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, so, dun. Fuck I actually like up. that music. Yeah, or the the best friends. It yeah. fits them though. You it know? does. Yeah, it does. It, it's like kind of subtle and kind of like you know quirky. Yeah, but they are quirky. You know, they Orange are. Cassidy, they man, freshly yeah. squeezed. That yes. dude. Now, is this the first time he took off his sunglasses? Huh? Oh, man, I have to think about that. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like I've never seen him without those sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, he did take them off. He took him off this time, yeah. And then he went to the top rope, which was so hilarious. Oh man! He went bro. to the top rope. He was signaling for like yeah, the, the four fifty, <laughs> and he just fell. <laughs> he just fell. Yeah, I died laughing. I'm thinking like, okay, he's gonna do a four fifty. Yeah, yeah. He just fell flat yeah. on his face. Like this dude is perfect. He's everything, man. Like this guy is just amazing. I love it. I love it. Just, yeah. just keep Even doing before the match, we're walking down the entrance, and he's getting ready to do like a fist bump, but it's like a half open fist to uh-huh. the fan. So <laughs> he does it like nonchalant. Right. I'm like, oh wow, this is this is. Man. I'm like, dude. Orange, my Cassidy Orange, he, he's the best, man. Yeah, he is. He is, dude. He's just, it's very subtle. Yeah, I'm seeing it now, actually. Like the fist bump, he just had like the limp wrist and he just kind of like <laughs> right. did it that way. Like limp. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? 
This dude, man, talk about commitment to a character. Yeah, like he's he's great. He's great. I love how the fans too. Like the fans really help add another element to, yes, to some do. of these moments and matches. Whenever he gets in the ring, they're always like so hyped, and then he does the little like limp kick. You know, like two limp kicks to the super to the, stiff the, kicks, not limp. They're stiff. Okay, well, <laughs> so the crowd to be like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> And then he he like revs up to do the super kick. Yeah. And then they were like, oh. And then it's just like, like it's what? It's crazy because every time he does that to his opponent, he, the opponent just looks at him like he's like, what are you doing? Right. Like Luchasaurus. He was like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. It's yeah. great. So, yeah, man. Just a, a fun matchup. I, I just was. enjoyed it this. From, from both sides, you know, the, the teams did their thing. Um, you know, at the end of it, Jurassic Express won. Uh, so that was nice for them to get a victory. Um, they said, let's see, Jungle Boy was his first pin, I think, in, first pinfall one. victory. Yeah. Yeah, so good for him. Um, you know, he's he's continuing to get better and better, man. His wrestling is really growing, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited really for him. Yeah, so yeah, man, overall, fun matchup. Not really much else to say. In terms of story, there wasn't really anything there. It was just No, it was just a just fun, entertaining, entertaining match. That's what it was. It served its purpose. And shout out to the... I saw the little boy dressed like uh, Orange Cassidy, man. So I'm starting to see a yeah. lot of Orange Ca- Cassidy wannabes, man, dressing up as uh, Orange Cassidy. I'm like, which is cool, man. He's great. He's just great. <laughs> All right, man. Talk about the the main event. And, and Leah, we'll start with the Sammy Guevara during commercial break. Oh, man. So I guess this was Chris Jericho's idea because this is like nothing new with the whole, you know, cue uh, cards during yeah. the commercial break. Because I remember I had pointed out, like, he, he said, like, TNT, TNT think we're stupid. You know, that's a, that was a one on one of the cue cards. Uh, but one of the cue cards for Sammy Guevara, I'm just skipping here. Yeah. But it, it won. It the Golden Globes. Huh, what was that? The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. <laughs> you talking about Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek, yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? Talk about a booty call. And <laughs> 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 he, he said, hashtag. Spanish guy, hashtag Desperado. <laughs> yeah, man, that got oh, me. That got me. I bust yeah, that got me, bro. Because who doesn't like the Desperado movie with Antonio oh, Banderas? That's that's where I first saw her, too. So yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. Me, too. That was the debut, yep. Yes, yes. And oh, man. for him to, to put the, you know, hashtag Spanish guy, hashtag Desperado, I was like, oh, my God, man. Like, Sergio Guevara, he was just... He, he he is just the best right now, man. He's definitely learning from uh for Chris Jericho, Jericho man. Chris yeah. Jericho is definitely grooming him well. Yeah, he is. He is. Good for him. Good for him. Side note though, for Sammy Guevara, I feel like his tights, they he needs to maybe <laughs> look into chain like doing the long tights or something, because the Sammy's wedgie chants are just gonna get louder yes. and louder if yes. it keeps this is the second week in a row that it happened. Was, it, just was like, it last week with Dustin? Yeah, I think yes. it was with Dustin and now with Christopher Daniels where he just got the wedgie. I'm yeah. just like, okay. And he doesn't fix it. He just... He doesn't. I just got my ass just hanging out, man. Like, <laughs> it's just like, what, what are we doing? And the crowd... Yeah, he just like, walked they around just with his hands go. up, with ass out. I'm like, bro, he is doing that on purpose. He's, now at this point, he's like, you know what? 
It's getting noticed. Yeah, like, man. all right, man. Maybe you need to start wearing them high-waisted, you know, Seriously, trunks, man. Those aren't for you. Those are not for you. No. You need to just go ahead and get the Jericho, like, tights from, you know, back in the day, man. Just, just I don't know. Yeah. Just follow his lead that way and just go with, like, the long tights. Because, yeah, the the <laughs> these ones here are not working. Yeah, man. Sammy's one move That's away from a string from a thong. I'm telling you. I'm like, <laughs> what am I seeing right now? Come on, man. The cameraman ain't helping. You know what I mean? zooming in. Yeah, I'm like, why? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. You see the crowd reaction, too? I'm watching people in the crowd. Oh, like, yeah, whoa, man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, just a side note for that. But yeah, uh, let's let's get back to the the, the big thing, which was the answer. Ah, yes. We're gonna get John Mox's answer, yes. so keep going. Yes, man. So Chris Jericho comes out. He, he said, "I'm just gonna get straight to it." Talking about John Moxley, Moxley comes down, and you notice he always comes down with his, you know, his uh, jacket always zipped down. This time, it's zip up, and that gave me a clue. Like, ah, uh, I think he's gonna join the inner circle. So. Gets in the ring, and then he, he, he proceeded to say, like, you know what, Chris Jericho, like, you know, you, you don't know what I want. I said, I want I want to dominate. I want to I wanna kick ass. And then he said, you know, yeah, and that's the reason why I want to join uh, Inner Circle. And they are, and Chris Jericho is just rubbing to everybody's face. See, I told you, you idiots. I told you, you idiots. And so he just rubbing everybody's faces, and and you see, uh, I'm about to say Dean Ambrose. You see John Moxley just basically, you know, celebrating. He's like, yeah, let's, let's open up some little, little bit of the bubbly. They're doing that, having the champagne to- toast, shower, getting showered with the champagne. Telling, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris. Tell him to bring over the the seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar what was it Ford GT, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful, amazing machine, by the way. You know that thing looks nice. And as soon as he gets the keys, he hits Chris Jericho with a bottle of champagne, breaks his head. Then he hits, I think he hits uh, Sammy Guevara with the paradigm shift. And then he did he hit Jericho with the paradigm shift too. I think he did. If I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. I remember him seeing two paradigm shifts. So I think he, after he hit him with the sparkling bottle uh, on Chris Jericho's head, then he hit him with the paradigm shift. Then he yeah. hit Sammy Guevara with the paradigm yeah. shift. Then he proceeded yeah. to get the hell out of there when Jake Hayer got in. Right. And I was like, whoa, he just okie doke everybody in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was something because they, they were playing into the whole idea that he was joining the inner circle for a while there. Because, you know, he said, um, forgot the actual line that he said right before he said he joined the inner circle. But he said, um, you know, he joined the inner circle and they were all celebrating. Jericho's like, see, I told you, I told you he was going to join. You guys didn't believe me. You guys didn't think it was going to happen. And then um, they were chanting like, you sold out. You sold out. Jericho's like, yeah, you did sell out arenas all over the world, you know, <laughs> so like just getting his back, yeah. you know, and then he's he, like Sammy Guevara, he's hugging Sammy Guevara, he's dapping up uh, uh, um, just the group and like, you know, just, yeah, saying, hey, like I look up to this man and, you know, you'll respect, you know, we're going to dominate and, you know, that this is what winners do is winners, you know, join the dominant team and he's looking forward to learning from the, the uh, from Jericho and just all this, like he was really selling for a while to the point where I'm just like, I'm waiting for the the 
it's a cut away and like show the like you know the 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 in the lower hand corner usually when the show is over you see those little credits it's like all right well i'm just waiting you know is if they don't do that that means there's still a chance that this whole thing was a ruse <laughs> so you know just waiting waiting yeah. and you know uh and it was it was interesting that at first he said um oh now that's what now i remember he said um it seems like you don't know me that well because you're offering me money you're offering me cars and i don't want any of that but then later on he's like oh jericho i, I think you're forgetting something and he you know most you for the keys like you said so and then he, i was like okay that's 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 going against his character for him to say he wants those keys after he just said he didn't care about that so mm-hmm. i thought that was weird um but then yeah he um he got the keys you know, and then uh, he, he looks at Jericho and he says, oh, hey, one more thing. I was just kidding. I, I, I'm not joining the inner circle. That, that's not happening. It's stupid. The inner circle's stupid. You know, it's a stupid name, stupid team. I would never join the inner circle. It's dumb. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, he's just, and Jericho's looking there just dumbfounded, just being like, what? what? What's happening right now? Like, only thing I want from you is that AEW title. That was it. And <laughs> bottle of the face, knocked him out, paradigm shift. Then at the top of the, the steps after he, he'd run up to the top there, he looks back and he's like, oh, wait a minute. I did get the, I got the keys. He pulls the keys, keys out of his pockets. He's dangling the keys, you know, and Jericho's out. He, he doesn't really get what, what just happened. Um, but I'm like, yeah, he did get those keys. He, <laughs> he made out with the keys of the car. So um yeah man it it was entertaining it was it, it was, was fun it was I thought Chris Jericho was a fool because he he kept on saying like I want John Moxley to be equal partner I'm going to give you 49% of Inner Circle LLC I'm like but that's not equal partners that's even commentary not, mentioned that like, like equal not partnership equal it's 50-50 he said 49% <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like this is just typical Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, just overall, like I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole segment. You know, I feel like um, as they were building up to it, I was sure that that uh, Moxley wasn't going to join the inner circle. But then I thought, man, it would be interesting if they just kind of did it. And then when he had the shirt, you know, I'm like. Okay, he's he's just going to turn around and say he's not going to join. But then he went on for a while. I'm like, man. But what if he is a part of the inner circle? You know, like I went through the yeah. whole kind of like, you know, emotion range of emotions. Like I didn't believe it. Then all of a sudden it kind of got to a point where I was starting to believe like maybe there was a chance they would at least, you know, play this out for a couple of weeks or something or a month or whatever. And then he would eventually turn. But no, nah, he did it right then and there. And I'm like, OK, OK, that that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, man, fun, fun segment, fun segment overall. Most definitely, man. I enjoy I, I pretty much enjoyed the entire show. Had some fun moments. You know, like from uh, Brandy Rhodes and then Chris Jericho being Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara with the cue cards hollering at uh, shooting his shot for Sammy Hayek. That was all great. Yeah, it was. It was. So let's shoot over to the NXT side uh, since we cleared up or finished up things with AEW. So on the NXT side for this Wednesday, we uh, started things out with um, Rhea Ripley showing mm-hmm. up. And uh, just getting the adoration from the crowd for being champion, finally women's champion um, over there at NXT. And before she really even got into talking about what, what she was going to say, because we really hear from her, um, we had, what was it, Tony Storm, I think, came out first. Yes, yeah, Tony Storm came out first. Yep. You know, and she was mentioning, like, hey, you know, like, uh, at Worlds Collide, you know, I want to go against you. And, you know, I'm about to go into, 
you know, takeover, you know, and wrestle for the title there. And when I win that championship, then, you know, it's going to be me uh, turning into, uh, you know, being a double champion. And then you got the crowd chanting Tony Two Belts, which I thought was cool, you know. And um, so after that, it was, um, gosh, which one of them? Was it Kaylee Ray that showed up after? Yeah, Kaylee Ray showed up. Yeah. Yep. Kaylee Ray feeling disrespected, like, you know, nope, that's not going to happen. And, you know, I think she she put in her, her hat, too, in the ring for, for going against Rhea Ripley, I believe. Um, but then it was uh, Io Shirai that showed up after that. She just walked right past Kaylee Ray, didn't want to hear anything from her, went right to... Completely dismissed her. Just disrespected her completely, <laughs> like, you don't exist to me. Exactly. Went right to Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Um, Bianca Belair basically did the same thing at that point too. I was like, man, if I'm Kaylee Ray, I'm slapping somebody. Like, yeah. you guys aren't gonna start keep disrespecting me, like walking up and then like giving me the the look, like looking me up and down and walking off. Like, no, 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 someone's getting slapped. So yeah, so finally Kaylee Ray got in the ring after Bianca Belair passed her up. Then Candice LeRae got in the ring, and then it just kind of broke down from there, turned into a, a six six woman tag match, yep. um, which was really fun. It was really fun. It was, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we are Ripley, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae against Kaylee Ray, Bianca, and Io Shirai. Uh, it was definitely a fun match, man. You know, and then Kaylee Ray was looking good too, looking strong. You know, I guess proving proving the reason why she's a UK Women's Champion. Right. And then, uh, man, I got to give a shout out to Candice LeRae. It was towards, it, it was what happened at the end of the match. No, no, was it in or was it before the match during that brawl? She was giving Rhea Ripley the title. It was the end. It, it was, was the, end. the end. Oh, okay, it was yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. It was the end. And it was she kind of like, when she handed to it, you know, Rhea Ripley was trying to get, you know, take it, but she's, you know, not letting go. Right. Candice LeRae not letting go, just staring at. Him. I'm like, ooh, okay, possibly Candice LeRae gets Rhea Ripley for Takeover Portland. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many potential competitors for for oh, Rhea yeah. Ripley now we'll at this point. Them. Yeah, so I, there's so many. I mean, I think Candice LeRae would be a great uh, great matchup for. Her. I think Io Shirai. I think one of those two, if not both of them, like maybe in the triple threat. I feel like her first defense will be a one-on-one matchup, though. Um, yeah, it so should we'll be. see. They'll probably put all all of them in a match against each other to see you know who the number one contender will be. You know, maybe a five-women um, matchup. But uh, yeah, gosh, if if you ask me right now, who would be the one I'd be most excited to see against Rhea Ripley? It's going to be Io Shirai. I knew he was going to say that. Like, yeah, Io. Yeah, and it's, it should be Io, man, because to me, she is the best wrestler on that roster. She is. She is. And when you say that, I, I would even put her up against the men as well. Yeah. You know, and say, like, overall, she arguably is the best, period. You know, like, I'm I'm putting Finn in there. I'm putting your, your boy Adam Cole in yeah. there in terms of, like, just overall ability. Yeah, you better, like, man. You better put Adam she, Cole in there. Yeah, she's she's right there with oh, yeah, she's right she there is, with those is, with man. that group. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say Io Shirai would be my my uh, pick there. Um, but yeah, we'll see what, what comes of that. Um, then the next matchup was the start of the Dusty Rhodes classic. Uh, we had Imperium versus the Forgotten Sons first round matchup. Great match overall. Um, at, <clears throat> at the end of it, Imperium came out on top, yeah. uh, beating the Forgotten Sons, but Forgotten Sons, I, for me. it was cause Forgotten Sons were in the finals last, last year. Um, so it, it seemed like. With Imperium being, you know, just they're they're 
building and 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 um, you know worlds collide. They're they're building towards them versus mm-hmm. the undisputed era. Uh, Forgotten Sons, even though they did look good in this matchup, I will say Forgotten Sons. I'm not usually a fan of them, but the match that they put on here at the at the Dusty Rhodes Classic was really good. It was, but it was. I, if if we would have done predictions for this, I would have said Imperium over Forgotten. Sons. Oh yeah, definitely, most definitely, most definitely, man. Because it was a fun match. Uh, I forget one of the names, but they did like a moonsault on Imperium, and but he had a. Uh, yeah, caught. I think he caught. He put his legs up. He kind of just and the way he bounced off, the way he sold it. I'm like, oh man, that was a great sell right there. Yeah, yeah, it was a great matchup overall. Just fun matchup. Um, you know, I think again, storyline wise, there really isn't much building here, short of just the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Um, you know, and and yeah, Imperium is just. They're they're a heck of a tag team, man. Like and a heck of a stable overall. Um, so Worlds Collide is gonna be fun. That that Worlds Collide pay per view is coming up a week from this Saturday, I believe. Right. So that would be what the twenty fifth. I believe is the day before Royal Rumble. So okay. the twenty sixth, because Royal Rumble is twenty seventh, or is it twenty sixth? Well, they keep saying. Let me see. They keep okay. So Saturday twenty sixth. So it got to be the twenty fifth then. Twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a week because this Saturday is the eighteenth, so the twenty fifth. Yep. 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 So next week. Yeah, it should be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, Imperium went over there, beat the Forgotten Sons. Uh, we had the I guess it's not the debut of Austin Theory because we already saw Austin Theory wrestle on on NXT. But um, you know he went against Joaquin Wild, who was in the breakout tournament. He beat Joaquin Wild. Um, you know he looks good overall. I feel like he's got an overall solid look. Um, his wrestling was is was great. Um, Dude, he's I, a I just, kid, man. He's only twenty two. He's he's young. Yeah, so I'm still. Tri- I was tripping on that like the entire time when you know commentary was mentioning that, and I'm just watching him wrestle. I'm like, it's twenty two. Yeah, man, these kids today is is crazy. <laughs> these kids today, <laughs> sound like an old man. I know, man. man. Hey, these I'm, young whippersnappers. I know. I'm turning 35 <laughs> next month, so. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. Yeah, like he's young. But then look at like Pete Dunn. Also, he's like early 20s. And um, gosh, who else? I mean, Rhea Ripley. She's she's champion. She's like 22, I think 21, something like that. It's just yeah, they're all super young. Tony Storm is like their early 20s. Velteen Dream, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they got a really young crew over there yeah, in NXT, the man. Yeah, seriously. But um, yeah, Austin Theory he had a good showing. Joaquin Wild had a crazy helmet thing he was wearing. I don't know. I don't what know what that, that was. was, bro. Yeah, I didn't. I, was, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's trying to stand out, and it it it, it kind of worked, you know, to make him stand out. But it was just weird. It was man. Look like a a bicycle helmet, but from the future. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think anybody's wearing that. That no. thing—it actually doesn't look safe. It does. It looks like, you you know, might know. kill somebody with that, man. Yeah, that yeah. Like, that long, is the hazard. You know, long point spike in, in the yeah. back. Right. Exactly. Like he hits the brakes too fast, and then you're right behind him. This is the wrap. Right, man. Some final destination going on right there. Basically, (laughs) takes your head clean off. Just (laughs) what? Yeah, I'm like, man, that thing. Oh my god, not safe. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Yeah, he he, go go back to the drawing board on that one. I I don't know how I feel about that helmet. (laughs) No. 
Um, he's from Chicago too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like man, don't be don't be doing. <laughs> you from Chicago, <laughs> making this Chicago look like that. right? What are you doing? I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. He's inspired by Mustafa Ali. Somewhat. Well, that that is not. Oh, you know what is funny? That's what I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember what he had done because I, I I remember him feeling like another character from from either Raw or SmackDown, and that's what it was during the breakout tournament. I think he had the lights thing yeah, that Mustafa did. Ali the yep. gloves. So yeah, this though, I guess they told him, hey man, if that one's already taken. Uh, he's from Chicago as well. You can't be a ninja like him. I mean, he's got the Sub Zero thing. That, that's it. That's his. Like, you need to find something else. And he's like, well, I guess I'll just do this pointy helmet alien looking thing. And, <laughs> you know, go with that. Like, they just have to tell him, look, man, no, not that one either. Sorry. You'll kill somebody with that helmet. Can't do it. <laughs> like, geez, man. Like, back to the oh, drawing board with that one, buddy. Seriously. Like, not, not feeling that at all. Oh, man. All right, so the next, uh, I don't know if this is in order. Was it the, the Undisputed Era versus Gallus it, it, right after that? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yep. I thought that was maybe later yeah, on. Yeah, because I got it on the background right now. So it was okay. right off the Austin Theory's Undisputed. Well, it was like promo from uh, Damian Priest, Arrow guy. Okay. Which kind of, now I see what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, the whole promo. It, when he talked, it's like nothing. Yeah, it is definitely nothing, man. It that he like he got a good voice, but it it sounds plain. It does. How you have a deep ass voice and you sound just boring? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think Mephisto is right. <laughs> just, I think I was just so I, I was you know I was like, all right, his wrestling is good, but now I'm focusing more on his character and yeah. his promos are. I'm, I have to say, man, they are weak. It's it was it was piss poor. It really was. And I, I'm I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to be like, all right, now that he's taken a couple of losses, they can kind of build him back up. And, you know, it feels like they're not over pushing him. Um, but then, yeah, he cuts that promo and I'm like, mm, yeah, not really, <laughs> not really getting the character across, oh, this, man. you know, and they're trying hard, man. He's got the two girls back there. Like, this is how you become infamous <laughs> oh god <laughs> you know what like, you actually sound better than he actually <laughs> for that promo at least you put some emotion in that he, he was just like a robot <laughs> I was like oh, man, man this is terrible <laughs> arrow guy <laughs> just what are you come on try as I'm, Feel saying, I'm like, come on, you gotta get better at this promo, man. You just you just got the female putting on the leather vest and Oh man, like, oh man, this is I'm this not is buying not, any of this. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll get we'll get to him yeah. uh for the main event because oh, yeah. he was a part of that uh that uh triple threat mm-hmm. to see who was gonna be the number one contender for the North American title, but that was the last matchup. Uh so before we get to that the Undisputed Era versus Gallus, first round, man. Champions versus champions. Great matchup. Both of these teams, I mean, you know, it's Undisputed Era, right? So those guys 
are awesome. It was great seeing Bobby Fish, you know, back and healthy. And, you know, he just keeps getting these injuries. And I'm just like, man, you know, it, it's as much as I'm more of a fan of the the combination of Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. You know, I don't ever like seeing people get injured. So, you know, it was great to see him in there and, and doing his thing. And he looked good. He looked fine. looked in good health. So, you know, hopefully he's he's all right. And yeah, Gallus, man, like they I don't I have not seen much of them as a as a as a team. You know, like I'll watch the last takeover was exactly. takeover in Cardiff. Cardiff. Yep. That was the last time I saw them. So and looking forward to seeing them um, in the takeover um, uh, uh, Blackpool. Uh, we're still watching that, actually, just for the listeners out there. So you won't be getting spoilers from us. Don't worry. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, this uh, this matchup here, Undisputed Era versus versus Gallus. It was, again, great matchup overall. It was. Um, I think it was it was good the way they had Adam Cole be a part of the finish. Oh, yes. You know, because yeah. that kind of protected the the ending a little it bit. Did. I thought that was because they're UK tag team champions, so they can't yeah. lose. Like you know, I, I think they couldn't take a, a clean loss. Right, right, yeah. It had to be this way, and I yep. was cool with it. Yep, and I was, I was cool. cool. And hats off to Adam Cole, being a phenomenal leader, leading his boys to to a win in the Dusty Tag Team Classic. And a special shout out to him cleaning house in the NXT Awards. Yeah, he cracked me up too when they're doing their awards. They're all out there. He's like, what's next, man? The best smile award, the best looking award. I'm like, why not? You got it all, Adam Cole. Why not? Just give him all the awards. Give him all the awards. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is who who won the. Uh, just as a side note, do you know who won the breakout? Uh, uh, was it Keith Lee? Keith was Lee. it? It was Keith Lee. Yep. Okay, okay. I picked Rhea Ripley there, which you know, it's all like. It, all subjective, all who you think is going to be the best person, so that's fine. We was really almost pin, almost accurate with all the picks for the NXT awards. And I, I think about it. Uh, yeah. I think you picked right for Dakota Kai for the future of, like the future of NXT. Mm. That award it was Dakota Kai who won, and I think you picked Terra. And I went with no, no, no. I picked uh, Swerve. Oh, you did pick Swerve. That's right. That's right. But yeah, you know what? You had Dakota an honor, honor mention for yeah. That was that's yep. right. I think I had an honor mention for her as well, Dakota Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I could see it for Dakota Kai. You know, I, I want I want uh, to see her continue to get. I mean, that's a heel turn that's really working. Like we were talking about Bailey, you know, before and how that's not working, even though it started out okay. Man, Dakota Kai, that that shows what the Bailey heel turn should have been, yes. basically. Um, so yeah, man, just just shout out to her. Just keep doing what you're doing because it is awesome. Um, all right, let's keep moving with this. So we had uh, Johnny Gargano uh, show up to kind of address his attack on Finn Balor. Um, this promo didn't really work. It was kind of uh, you know the crowd was not really into was it. He getting booed. He was getting booed. Okay, I thought so. Was I was like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it, which was kind of weird because the crowd was really into it when he showed up yeah. last week. Uh, or the that week that he, he had attacked uh, Finn Balor. But then, yeah, here it just didn't quite work, you know? And, and Johnny was Johnny. He did his thing, but it just didn't work. I don't know. I feel like maybe, you know, what one thing you were excited about was it was an edgier Johnny Gargano that we got when he did the attack on Finn. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he kind of defaulted back to the typical Johnny in this promo. Yeah. You know, so 
I think that that he needs to look at that and try to evolve his character to where he's he's kind of got more of an edge to him. Um, a little bit like when he was a heel, but he doesn't have to be no. a heel. He just needs to have that edge. That's it. Maybe um, somewhat of what Finn Balor' char- new character is, man. Because yeah. Finn Balor came off great. Oh, Finn Balor, yeah, yeah, he did. He showed up, man. It's like, yep, this dude is the real deal. Like he just looked like a million bucks coming out there and basically giving Johnny Gargano the business. Yeah, yeah. he had to like, challenge hey. him to a match at Takeover. Mm-hmm. He said, even if like. If you make if it, if you that. make it, I was like, "Damn, okay, <laughs> yeah." Let's put right. Let's put a question mark, right, <laughs> on that match. <laughs> could, could we don't replaced. know, right? You could be replaced again because <laughs> I might take you out again. Exactly. Like, oh wow. So yeah, I mean, hey, Johnny Gargano, that's my guy. You know, like I'm rooting for him, but I feel like that the the promo and the, the reaction from the crowd, and that's full sale, man. Full sale usually like they'll they'll. I mean, there's times too where they've they've you know gone against Johnny Gargano a little bit or been split with Johnny, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it, it, he needs to look at that and just say, hey, let me tweak my character a little bit. I can't be the same person this entire time that I'm at NXT. Yeah. I've got to evolve. I've got to change. I've got to grow. So yeah, I'm looking for that from him. And and that look that he had when he jumped Finn Balor was awesome. Right. He looked and pissed. Yeah, you got to capitalize on that. Yeah. You have to. And then, yeah, and I'm glad you pointed it out. It seemed like he just reverted back to his old, you know, Johnny character. Yeah. You know, John- and at this point, yeah. it's old now. You know, it's just, it's just, it's gonna be, it's gonna feel played out if you just, just do that. Um, you know, like I, what he was saying was fine. There was nothing wrong with the promo like five years ago, right? Because that's just who Johnny Gargano has been. But it's like now we've we've heard that from you before. You know, so many times and, you know, you came out looking like this new, like revitalized person um, and we're expecting something fresh. And then you give us that and it's like, mm, you know, and Balor comes back and like, man, Johnny Tatum, yeah. you should be called Johnny Promo from now. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> OK, man, yeah. I'm like, right careful now you better tread carefully uh finn balor man because you're gonna get you're gonna get these guys to cheer for you right yeah man because that's that's what could possibly happen they just boo the hell out of i think it it will happen you know honestly with a guy like finn balor like it's kind of like with adam cole it doesn't matter like he could say whatever he wants but he's just so cool that people just want to cheer for him you know so finn balor Balor he's up there with coolness it's adam adam cole level coolness Yep, yep. That's Finn. That's Finn. That's the the Prince Balor the character right now, man. It's just he's 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 getting there. He's getting there. So yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see where where um, you know they go with Johnny and maybe him tweaking that and being a little bit edgier going forward. I hope I hope they find that for him, um, or he finds that for himself. Also, too, uh, in between all of this, there was a a um, video package with Tommaso Ciampa. Talking about oh, how he's missing yes. something, oh, how, yes. you know, he, yeah, so basically it's, it's that, like, you know, he says Adam Cole stole his life, you know, like all the success that he, that Adam Cole's had, you know, being champion. He and, gave him know, props too. He did. He did. Like some of the things that you're doing, I don't know that I would have taken the, the, the title and, and done the things that you've done and take it to, take, take things to the height that you have, yeah. you know, so he gave him that respect and those props. Um, but then he also had to make mention that, look, like you, 
you did take my spot, you know, and like the things that some of the things that you have or the spot that you're in, you know, I should have been there and I never lost that belt. You know, it's just like that whole thing. Like he, when he, he got injured, he had, he got stripped of the title and it ended up being instead of uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. it became Adam Cole versus uh, um, Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano, yeah. Johnny Gargano, right. So you know, there's it's just facts. It was all facts that he was that he was spitting out at him, except for one. And, except for one, he said he was handed the title. I'm like, no, he earned it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's that's just him, kind of like like I get know, what he's going for, but I, right. like, I, I, I overlook it because the promo was 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 awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah, he just he got across how desperately. He wants that championship back because there's a hole, basically. And he's trying to find a way to fill it, you know, with that championship. You and know, I felt that emotion. Like, I felt like, yeah, he he definitely misses Goldie. Like, that's his life. And he yeah. took his life away from him. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I feel it. And he said he don't know what he be, he'll become without it. That part right there. Yes. I was like, okay. Now, <laughs> basically, I kind of want him to not get it. He's not going to get it. Because I want to see what this. that. Come on. <laughs> that's what, it just, but it, it gives you a reason to root for that. Yes, it like, does. You know, oh, like, man. oh man, I need to see what that's gonna be like, Tommaso. You brought it up. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, what would you be like if you don't get it? Okay. Well, how desperate will you become? Like, what what things are you gonna do? Because we've seen how like you you betrayed Johnny Gargano and like just destroyed him. When it was supposed to be your moment, right? That when you wanted to shine. Yes. So, yeah. Now it's it's about the championship, and you potentially not getting that. What? How far are you willing to go? He's not going to get it because uh, as soon as Adam Cole said his new goal is be the longest reigning NXT champion, I'm like, okay, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, I think though, what I would love to see, I don't know if it's going to happen. What I love to see is he has to go through Finn to get it, or go through the demon to get it. That's what I want. I want Adam Cole versus the Demon. Yeah, we did talk about the that. Like the break yes. the record, he got to beat the Demon. He's got to beat the Demon. Yep, I would. I would love that. And either way, if he does beat the Demon to break the record, amazing. Yeah. If he loses, wow, like that would be crazy too. Like just, I, I just, I want to see. If that he happen. beats the Demon to to beat the record, then I think he solidifies his career as the greatest NXT champion of all time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that they would, they would, I could see that going either way. I could see Triple H being totally fine with saying, yeah, we're going to give you that. Or I could see them saying, yeah, just because of the, the character, like, you know, him being a heel character and Finn Balor making his return. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Finn's so cool right now, he could end up flipping this thing and becoming a face by that time. So, you know. It's true. It's true. It, it, it It's, it's going to be fun either way. But I, I'm hoping it's him um, and not like... I mean, again, Johnny's my guy, but I don't want it to be that he beats Johnny and then he goes past. Like, we've seen the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole matchup so many times now. I feel like that chapter is still, like, it's it's still too soon to have them have a match again. You know, we, we've got to be a little bit more, further removed from it to revisit it. Yeah. Um, and there's so many people that Adam Cole could still face. So, you know, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, yes. Finn Balor again, yes. Um, you know, uh, just some of these other guys. I mean, Matt Riddle, Pete Dunn, although they're kind of busy because now they're in the the Dusty Rhodes Classic tournament, which that's another thing. Um, they're they're one of the teams in that classic. 
But uh, yeah, just uh, finishing up with Adam Cole, like, yeah, there's, I could see him breaking that record, but it would be interesting to give him that one last obstacle that he has to cross just to, to finally finalize it and make it something big. Yeah, I th- if he does that, man, that dude will have all the smoke in the world. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So we'll see, man. We'll see where, where they go with that. Um, all right. So after the Finn Johnny Gargano segment, we had Mia Yim versus Caden Carter. Uh, pretty standard stuff in terms of the match so it's itself. Caden Carter, and I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. This, yeah, we're we're putting over Mia Yim is what's happening here. So you know, Mia Yim got the victory. I guess the biggest thing here, and I'm not too familiar with this guy, but he's he was in Impact. I think he's a former X Division champion, um, Robert Stone. Oh, uh, yeah, being, uh, being the manager for uh, oh, I forgot her name. Yeah, it was uh, Chelsea Green. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. she had a did she have a match with Charlotte? Charlotte. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, she had a match with Charlotte on Raw. Um, and yeah, she looked decent in the, in the match with Charlotte, you know, she stood up to her. It was, a mm-hmm. you know, probably like a eight minute matchup or something like that. Eight to 10 minutes. And it was, it was decent, but, uh, yeah, she's getting hyped up as the hottest. And I mean, hottest free agent. Those are his exact words, to, uh, this guy, Robert Stone. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's got his brand thing that he's pushing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know much about him. Again, I, I've in just briefly hearing stuff about him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a former X Division champion. Um, I don't know if he's going to be wrestling at all with NXT, but the the manager thing is, is seems like it's going to be his thing for a while. Yeah, now. that's what it looked like for the manager. And then quick shout out to Mia Yim for that protect your neck out of nowhere on Caden Carter towards the end of the match. That now that looked cool. That was yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, we are at the main event. So why don't you break this down? We had Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest. It's a fatal four way, not a triple threat. I forgot about Cameron Grimes, but yeah, talk about the the fatal four way. It is two guys that stood out to me in this fatal four way. Obviously, Keith Lee, but another one, Cameron Grimes, bro. I'm, yeah, he. I'm like, man, he is he is good, and that promo he did too. Uh, before mm-hmm. the match, I'm like, this is the type of promo you should do, Damian Priest, show emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this makes me bring it back to the, the Damian Priest, man. I'm like, yeah. it seems like Cameron Grimes is light years ahead of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling, you know, you're probably on the same level, but promo-wise, nowhere near close. Yeah. Nowhere yeah. near close. Yeah, Cameron Grimes is putting in work, man. He, I like what he's doing. He was, man. But uh, Keith Lee, man, he had some definitely uh, high spots. I like the one when uh, Dynamic, Dynamic Dijakovic was kind of had, I think he had Damian Priest in like in a power, power slam position, and he threw him. But Keith Lee caught Damian Priest like upside down and started slinging his body like as a weapon. He started yeah. knocking Cameron Grimes down, knocking Donovan Dijakovic. I'm like, oh my god, man, this is this is the Keith Lee match all over again, man. It is. That's, it that, is. that's what it was, man. And you know, you could just the moment maker. Yes, yes, man. And he was looking good, you know, uh, getting chance from the crowd, composing the crowd. So I, I definitely enjoyed this match. It was a definitely a good main eventer. So I, I just got to give special shout outs again to Cameron Grimes, man. To me, I think he should have got future of the NXT award. But whatever, I'm fine with Dakota Kai. 
you know, because she was my honorable mention. But Cameron Grimes, he's he's definitely a future man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He had a great showing. I mean, the matchup was was, was great. You know, um, Keith Lee though it was really his. It was his show. Yeah, it, was. it was Keith. It was the Keith Lee show. Um, and I was so happy seeing it. So just just for for clarity here, Keith Lee ended up winning the matchup. Um, it was a massive sp- uh, spirit bomb that he had hit on uh, Cameron Grimes, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. So um, he ended up winning the matchup, little, and it was just a, a great feeling it too. He did. He did. <laughs> you know, and just the crowd erupted. It was a great moment for him. It feels like it's just fitting. The time is now for him to to do this. Now, I guess just story wise here. So, do you think? Because I think the match is in two weeks. Do you think Keith Lee beats Roderick Strong? I think so. I think so. Because they already revealed oh. the uh, prophecy for Undisputed, you know, having all the gold for 2019. They did. Yeah. It It will probably be Adam Cole who still remains, still keeps his gold. But I could see Keith Lee beating... Roger Strong being North American champion, I can see it, man. It, like he he is just definitely on the hot roll right now. Yeah, I, man, I, I want, I would love, I want to see him win it, but I don't think he's going to win it in two weeks. I think he's going to lose that matchup, and I think he's going to end up getting another opportunity after that. Mm. Then he potentially would win it in a rematch. But I think in the first matchup, I think Roderick Strong is going to beat him. But it's going to be through heel tactics. He's gonna he's gonna get oh, help yeah, from yeah, yeah. the undisputed era, and that's that's going to be part of the reason why you know Regal will probably be like you know I saw what you did, and this time it's a steel <laughs> cage, you know, like something like that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's just and then yeah, Roderick Strong's going to have a hit, going to have a fit. Have a fit like um, what? What? Yep. What are you talking about, Regal? No, this yep. can't happen. <laughs> yep, like like his dad just took away his toys or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that's what I see happening. I think the the first one, you know, Keith Lee, he'll lose, but after that, he'll get that rematch, well deserved rematch because the the heel heel uh, you know tactics and and them getting involved and and then win the championship in a in a big big moment for him. Um, yeah, man, he's just great. I love to, um, they started doing it a couple months ago with him. Like he'll be in the background and you'll see like a face off or you'll see like a close shot of a guy's face. And then the background, you just see Keith Lee slowly rise uh, up yeah. and like, yep. like be there. Like, <laughs> I just love that shot every time. Like, it just looks so cool. Yeah. They did that for the holiday special too. Yeah. Yeah. When he was uh tag team with Leo Rush. With Leo Rush, yep. yeah, 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 against uh, this guy uh, Damian yeah, Priest. Arrow guy. I forget who his partner was. Yeah, Arrow guy. Um, yeah, man, just Keith Lee. It's it's so great seeing him get get this moment finally and just like be be in the limelight, be at the top here. Um, and it's funny too because the North American Championship feels huge on this show. Like yes. they've done such a great job making that so prestigious. I mean, shout out to Velveteen Dream because he had held it for so long. I think he definitely helped make that title what it is uh, today. But um, yeah, just I, like the thought of Keith Lee being NXT North American champion seems huge. It feels like a massive, massive accomplishment. Um, you know, just right there on par, just maybe a rung beneath it, beneath the NXT championship because of what Adam Cole's done. I mean, it just is, is on another level right now. But, um, yeah, the NXT North American Championship, it feels 
higher than say the United States Championship or oh, the yeah. Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Like it, it's just it's on. It's there. It's like a, a really prestigious belt. It so does. it'll be huge for Keith Lee. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Because they definitely, you know, the way they treat their mid level belts on the de- uh, on a Raw roster and SmackDown, it's it's definitely not the same. With the North American Championship, man, it's a great looking belt. Looks awesome, and it, it definitely feel prestige, especially when Roger Strong is the way he, he's defending it, and he defended against that uh, Austin Theory guy too. We did an open yeah, challenge. Absolutely, that was the debut. Yep. Yeah, that's and right. Austin Theory. Right. Yep, which was, was a good match. It was. Yeah, it was. It showed great for both guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, props to Keith Lee. We'll see what happens in two weeks. It'd be great if he won the championship. But I think even if he doesn't win it in two weeks, eventually he will because he's on a he's on a big high right now. Yeah, he is. So man. yeah, that dude is. Hold on, is Keith Lee a Dragon Ball Z fan? I, he has to be, man. Spirit Ball, right, man? Yeah, has. That's to be. a great name for for one of your finishers. Oh man, yeah, it's it's amazing that it, it's just now being you know used for something like that. It's just perfect, yeah. and a big guy like him and using that for it's, it's the the last ride power bomb sit out power bomb basically. But yeah, to call it the spirit bomb, it's just it's great. Yeah, just just let everybody know, listeners. This is is a based on uh, anime from uh, Dragon Ball Z from a character called Goku is one of his ultimate moves. And call it the like spirit. The ultimate move. Oh, the ultimate move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll never let you destroy my world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah, but uh man. But that's a great that's a great name for his uh power slam move though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I love too that he does the pounce. Uh remember what well, was it uh Monty Brown, I think was the guy's name that did the pounce back in the day in like ECW, um when WWE had ECW. Oh yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, he would do the pounce like, pounce, period. <laughs> and um, you know, I just always loved that move and he was a football player too, so it just made sense that he would have that. And yeah, man, now Keith Lee using that and I, I would still not forget Keith Lee doing the pounce to Adam Cole oh and sending God. him into the crowd. Sent to the crowd and the big, oh, one man. Of the biggest memes ever. <laughs> just like, Keith Lee is just a meme generator, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just so awesome. So yeah, just looking forward to seeing his 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 continued rise, man. Keith Lee, just keep on going. Keep on going. All right, man. That does it for NXT. Any any final thoughts on that? I thought it was just a great show, man. And you know, and Keith Lee, he is definitely on a rise. So I think he's definitely on the up and up. And I can't wait to see him in the Royal Rumble as well. Yeah, same. Ditto, man. Like him in the Royal Rumble is going to be awesome. Just some of the face offs he could have. You know, if he is in there with Brock Lesnar too, that's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that for him as well. So, yeah, man, just just more Keith Lee. Let's go. All right. Well, that is going to do it for both the AEW and the NXT wrap ups from this week. We will catch you guys next time. For Devin, this is this is a feast. We'll see you. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.